Hello, and welcome back to Sass, Stories, and Sarcasm. We're your hosts, Brian and Mary, and this is episode 118. Yes, and we know who the president is, unlike last week. Yes, finally. A week later, it uh, looks like uh, pretty much everyone's called the race, and Joe Biden's going to be the next president. Uh, Trump has yet to concede, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say about that. But, you know, that's I guess that's expected from him. But, yeah, Biden's going to be the president. Um, it turns out that, you know, the majority of the mail-in uh, vote, which was counted last, there was just enough people that voted for Biden that, uh, you know, mailed the ballot in at the end. Um, and that pushed him over the edge and, you know, the key swing states that mattered. Yep. How um, was your week, though, Brian? My week's been pretty good. Uh, you know, just watching The Bachelorette. Uh, I went on a jog today, or not today, but earlier this week. <laughs> right now, it's raining. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I went on a jog earlier this week. I've been I've been going back and forth between uh, exercising outside and like trying to do some sort of inside but not too aerobic exercise because you know there's people below me and I don't want to like upset them. It's but, gonna uh, rain for the next ten days straight. So are you kidding me, Barry? I'm not joking. Oh, great. Is this where the weather is just going to turn bad and it's never going to get good again? Until yeah, it like means the middle of November. Or March. <laughs> no, more uh, like April or May. Oh, even worse. But, uh, wow, that's really depressing. <laughs> um, let's see. Did I do anything? I feel like I did something important this week. You didn't have work on Monday and Tuesday. Oh, that's right. Thank you, Barry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I had uh, two days off and... Uh, basically on one of the days I was just relaxing, enjoying my day off. But on the other day I went to the Seattle Aquarium with you, Mary. Yep. And, uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, I got to take a picture of an octopus. Literally when I saw the octopus at the time, I thought it was a 2d picture or something like on the glass. But you know, when you, when you like got closer and closer, all of the tentacles could... were pressed up on the glass. So yeah. yeah. And it, it was on a curved like surface. A yeah, it was it was crazy. You know, we saw some seals, we saw some otters, mm-hmm. we saw all the fish in Finding Nemo, <laughs> <laughs> from Nemo to Dory to whatever that yellow, white, and black striped fish was. That one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. What else did we see? We saw some puffins. Was it puffins? I think there the were some birds, puffins. Yeah. Yeah, there were some birds. Uh. Yeah, that was. That I mean, was, I'm basically was... I'm doing your weekly update for you, but you also got two jackets this week, which this is like a once in a lifetime experience. Oh yeah, I I I, I think I increased my jacket uh, count by like 200. <laughs> <laughs> percent Uh, yeah. So I got two jackets. One was a puffer, uh, and one was a hydrocephalus jacket that you won, and you basically uh gave yeah, that to it's me. Yeah, it's a raincoat. Gift. Yeah. Yeah, raincoat. And, you know, apparently I'm going to need this raincoat because it's going to be raining for the next 10 days. Yeah. So all in all, I'd say that's a pretty pretty productive week, you know. Going to see some sea creatures and getting two jackets. We'll call that a win, Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about you? Anything interesting happened with you this week? Yeah, so I had uh, Wednesday off from work because it was Veterans Day. So I decided since I hadn't really taken any vacation days since March, I was going to take Monday and Tuesday off. And make it a five-day weekend. So I went on a walk with my friend Hannah. Went on a walk with Emily. Um, went to the aquarium with you. 
just hung out with my parents. And, oh, yeah, at the uh, aquarium, I hadn't been there since prom because that's where my prom was. And also, it was a one-way through the whole aquarium. So, and it was time tickets, too, kind of like the zoo. So, it was, like, very safe and open air. Like, they opened up the side doors, too. But I thought that was really fun. At prom, we were able to go and, uh, like, touch the fish and stuff um, in the feeling tanks. But because of COVID, you couldn't do that right now. But we did get to see, like, lots of starfish and um, stuff like that. So that was really fun. And it was just nice to have some time off from work and uh, socially distance hang out with some friends. And, you know, everyone at work was like, oh, how was your uh, time off? And I was like, I got to go outside when it was light outside. (laughs) during the week it's a big deal yeah it is a big deal because it's like dark at like four or five now (laughs) yeah so yeah it was a good uh time off and now back to work and i keep thinking today's monday but it's really thursday so pretty nice tomorrow's already friday really great two-day week of work so yeah um oh during the time off also obviously watch the bachelorette one night, and so I wanted to recap the past two weeks of episodes because we already previewed, we already covered the first three. So you know we're at the where we left off. Uh, Claire loves Dale, yes. like that's and she. <laughs> so the new the episode started off last week with Claire basically telling Chris Harrison Dale is the one, and he's like, okay, you know what this means? You have to break up with all the others. And, so, and you got to get married too. <laughs> not quite yet. First, she had to like break up with all the others, right? And well, first, no, sorry, she had to tell Dale like, "I love you," and like make sure he felt the same way because they'd only been dating for two weeks. So, you know, moving yeah, real fast. I don't think I don't think they had a single one-on-one date at that point. No, they didn't. Yeah. They just had talked in like group conversations group and pulled setting, her away. Yeah. But anyway, so. She, you know, he said that he loves her back. Great. So then she's like, okay, I know what I'm going to do next. I'm going to break up with the other 16 guys. So, you know, they they kind of knew what was up because she hadn't been around. And obviously they knew that she liked Dale a lot. So she broke up with them and they were like, apologize. And she's like, I'm not going to apologize for love. But they're like, apologize for wasting our time and making us quarantine for two weeks before all of this as well. Just in, like, you know, leaving their lives and whatever. Yeah, they're just, like, just just left their lives just out there. Like, they didn't know what to do. Like, it was just a complete waste of time for them. Yeah, and so then, you know, she did that, and then Chris Harrison sits down with uh, Dale separately and is like, you know what's next? Engagement. So they're not allowed to leave just dating after two weeks. So then he sits down with uh, Claire. Chris Harrison mm-hmm. sits down with Claire again It's like, we're having an engagement tonight. And she's like, oh my gosh, ah! And so then, uh, I don't remember the ring guy. He came and brought a ring to Dale, so he didn't even pick it. He proposed to Claire happily ever after. The other 16 guys are like, okay, so are we just going home now? Is it over? And Chris Harrison tells them, nope, it's not over. We're going to have a new bachelorette named Tasha. Yep. So he just basically went to his long list of potential bachelorettes. I'm sure he has. 
and uh, he told Taisha it was her turd, and she accepted. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's so where that was... this week's episode mm-hmm. began. Is you know she starts and she meets all the guys, and she starts talking to all of them, and then Chris Harrison goes. I mean, Chris Harrison, the last, like, probably three weeks, he's done more work than he's done for the last five years on this show. He's never had to talk to the contestants so much, ever. But, yeah, he's moving the show along. <laughs> uh-huh, that's for sure. So he goes, Tasha, I have a surprise for you. You didn't think that we were only going to leave you with 16 guys, right? And she was like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> and so he's like, well, there's some more guys that are out in the limo to meet you, so basically go back to some limo entrances, and I'll briefly mention the four guys that joined. Montel, a gym owner from Boston, Massachusetts. He's 30. Noah, 25, a registered travel nurse from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Peter, 32, a real estate agent from Framingham, Massachusetts. And Spencer, 30, a water treatment engineer from La Jolla, California. So those are, so now she has 20 guys. And this is when her, like, season actually begins. And I have to just say, I was just so happy to be listening to the TV where she's not just saying, Dale, 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 for two hours straight every week. What did you think, Yeah, Ryan? I agree. This is a much better Bachelorette. She she actually is, you know, attentive to the entire cast of, mm-hmm. uh, of men, I guess, that are, like, trying to be her suitor. And aren't just like shutting them all into a corner for one of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But before she starts her dates, they cut back to Claire and Dale, which they were so far out of my mind at this, by this time. So he, uh, Chris Harrison again, sits down with Claire and Dale and was like, okay, how are you guys doing? You've been together for, you know, I don't know, a few weeks However or a few long, months yeah. or whatever, not that long. And they're like, we're doing good. And he's like, what's next? And Claire just shouts, babies. And Chris Harrison's like, how about marriage or moving in? Or she's like, babies. <laughs> and Dale looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> it was yeah, pretty I don't, funny. I don't know if Dale, like, I, I'm sure he likes Claire, but it really feels like she's just pulling him along for the ride. Oh, yeah. Because, because she, she, she loves to say, like, I'm old and I know what I want in life. And... I guess she really does know what she wants in life. <laughs> well, I forgot to mention this. When they did get engaged, she was like, I knew. And he just said, like, I went with it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. But, you know, we just had to check in on check in on them. I'm sure this is not the last time we're going to check on, in on them for the rest of the season. But we go back to Tasha's first group date, and they play uh, splash ball, basically basketball in the pool. And... Um, one of them gets aggressive and hits another one in the nose and yeah, and starts bleeding. So there's always got to be someone hurt at one of these dates. Yeah. Especially at all these sporting events, someone's always throwing an elbow, unfortunately. Yeah. And then between the group date and the one-on-one date that we're on this episode, uh, one of the contestants decides that he's still is in love with Claire, even though she's engaged. This is Jason, who was the one that she went on a one, Claire went on a one-on-one date when she burned her, uh, her old, old dress, dress. and dress. they shouted into the darkness all of their insecurities. So he still was in love with her because he had opened up so much on that date, I guess. 
Yeah, and that was an emotional experience for him. <laughs> yeah. And, and so he yeah, went he home. Get over her. So now there's yes. what? 19 guys left. Yeah. So lastly on this episode, that she had a one-on-one date with this guy named Brendan. And they rode horses around the resort that the whole season's at. Oh, I in love Palm that. Springs. <laughs> and funny. yeah, Chris Harrison kept interrupting them and giving them uh, food and drinks like all along yeah. the way. And Brendan was like, can you stop interrupting our date the whole time? And then, you know, they go into the nighttime part of the date. And he's like, I'm so nervous to tell Tasha that I've been married before. And then he finally tells her. And she's like, you know what? I've been married before, too. And then they bonded over that. So good for them. <laughs> but I already like Tasha a lot more, just primarily because she's way more level-headed. Like, and yeah. not just <laughs> saying Dale and being obsessed with the guy that she Instagram stalked throughout quarantine <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the season goes how do you like Tasha, brian uh i think she's much better she's a lot like overall like as a person <laughs> she seems she seems a lot more like you said level-headed she and like really I'm, into it and wants to get to know them yeah she's she's into it to actually date everyone first and then make a decision instead of just making a decision <laughs> yeah. at the beginning, which is really not the point of the whole TV show. Um, she, I, what I like the mo- most is like all the original guys that were in Claire season, uh, they were feeling like a little heartbroken and then like, like the day of like they had to have like a rose ceremony and like, they were all feeling like doom and gloom that, you know, they don't know if they'll make it. But what uh, Tasha did was she canceled the rose ceremony and basically gave them all a chance to, I guess, put their best foot forward uh, in the future, which makes sense. That was classy. That was classy. Good job, Tasha. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah that I, was I, the episode for the week. And we'll recap in a few weeks to see what happens next. I'm sure there'll be plenty of drama, though. (laughs) There always is. Shopping online can be a real hassle. You have to jump from tab to tab, comparing prices and trying coupon codes to make sure you're getting the best deal. Let me introduce you to Honey, the world's most popular money-saving app and browser extension. I use Honey all the time. Whenever I'm about to check out online, I click the button and it finds me the best coupon code available and instantly applies them to my cart. Honey is totally free. In fact, the only thing it can do is save you money. Get the Honey browser extension by going to sassstorysarcasm.com slash honey and start saving some money today. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks with titles from every genre. Audible titles play on nearly any device and allows you to listen to your favorite audiobooks anytime, anywhere. You can even switch between devices and it'll play from where you left off. Sass Stories and Sarcasm listeners can get a 30-day membership trial that includes one free audiobook of your choice. Just go to audibletrial.com slash sspodcast to start your trial and choose your book today. So another interesting update is, as you guys know, COVID's been going on for 
switching gears this is not the bachelorette anymore (laughs) switching gears this is this is uh you know our next topic (laughs) a little more Uh, serious pretty much been going on for pretty much this whole year i guess it started in january uh but as of right now um we have some exciting news regarding a potential vaccine uh the pharmaceutical pharmaceutical company pfizer announced uh promising results uh Uh, this Monday, and basically what their promising results are is based on the people that they, you know, they give their sample vaccine to, 90% of them uh, experience fewer fewer cases of COVID uh, compared to those who, you know, receive the placebo, uh, I guess, injection. Mm -hmm. And what this vaccine is, there's a trial, there's a two, it comes in two shots, uh, three weeks apart. So that's basically if this vaccine is the one that gets approved, uh, basically what people will have to do is get a shot and then, you know, three weeks later, get like a booster shot or something like that. And, uh, basically this, this trial included over 43,000 patients. So this is a, I don't know how big these sample sizes are supposed to be, but I feel like that's a decently good sample size. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so these are promising results, 90% effectiveness, of course, we all want 100, but can't always get what we want. <laughs> um, and the FDA, apparently, I was reading up on this, only requires a vaccine to need to be at least 50% effective uh, in preventing the illness to be, I guess, approved in that category. So 90% is more than 50. And so we can assume that this is going to be approved pretty soon. Um, do you have any thoughts regarding this, Mary? Well, I think what's going to be hard is not necessarily the vaccine now that we have it. I guess it's how we distribute it. Yeah, that's Um, what I was thinking about this weekend. I was like, I know that, like, we're not in, like, a group to get it first. Obviously, like, first responders and, you know, people who work in, you know, hospitals and stuff like that would get it first. But then it's, like, after that, like, the elderly or, like, you know, less um, immune people would get it. But then after that, it's like, okay, when do I know when it's my turn to get the vaccine? I mean, it's not going to come for a long time for, like, a yeah, group like me. Yeah, that's true. But... And, and just so you guys know, Pfizer's not the only uh, company that's working on these uh, mm-hmm. vaccines. There are 11 vaccines currently in late-stage trials. Uh, so there could be more than one potential vaccine coming out relatively soon. So it, it might not just be Pfizer that's distributing. It might be, you know, all the other companies out there that are working on these vaccines. As you guys know, there's been quite a big race to develop this vaccine. And uh, honestly, it's I think this is pretty good. It's pretty inspiring to see, like, you know, science coming to the rescue. <laughs> you know, a year into a brand new disease or brand new virus, I should say, I feel like, you know, there's been a lot of death and suffering, but I... I think that's pretty good considering, you know, how slow it is to actually, you know, develop a vaccine and then put it through a trial period and have everything work. Um, so that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So that's something to look forward to. Uh, it, I'm reading that basically they should be able to start distributing basically in the beginning of the new year. So that is something to be looking forward to. So, you know, like within a, uh, about two months, um yeah yeah that's really exciting we've almost hit what um eight months of like i mean you said it started in january but it's really been affecting most people since march 
So yeah, that's when it's extremely exploded. Like there are mm-hmm. a couple like cases in nursing homes, and uh, there's some people on. Uh, like I'm sure everyone's well aware. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, it started in Seattle, or that's where the, the news basically started reporting on it. I'm sure it started all over the place. It just wasn't reported on. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. So that's some promising news about COVID. Yes. Usually we give you doom and gloom, but here's something to look forward to, guys. <laughs> Other promising news is basketball is about to start. I've been waiting for this since basically, you know, March when everything shut down. And didn't even get an end last season. And I know we've talked about Gonzaga's uh, non-conference games before, but, like, everything changed. So we're going to go over it again. Right. So basically the the news is they finally Finally. finally completed their non-conference schedule. They had a good non-conference schedule originally, but it got, uh, you know, the the bubble in Orlando that uh, that didn't come through. So mm-hmm. what they did was they added three more games, uh, one against uh, Idaho, one against Southern, and one against Northwestern State. Um, so our non-conference schedule is going to be composed of six home games and five games outside of Spokane. And I think this is a pretty good, uh, you know, strength of schedule because, you know, we have to have some good ones because, unfortunately... I hate to, you know, bash our conference, but it's not the strongest. <laughs> but, you know, our non-conference schedule is going to once again include, we're going to play against number six, Kansas, and that's going to be our first game on November 26th. Two so, weeks from today. Yeah, Woo-hoo. so that's exciting. They're on going Thanksgiving. To play Auburn. Yeah, Thanksgiving. Uh, Auburn, number two, Baylor, uh, number five, Iowa. And then that's pretty much the 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 tough ones, I should say. Yeah, there's a few others like Tarleton State and Northern Arizona, Idaho, uh, yeah, and, and Dixie State, like Kansas, and number two Tennessee or number twelve Kansas, uh, Tennessee. But uh, yeah, there's th- those are things. There's to look hope to. finally. Let's yeah, just so hope that we can actually, you know, play. And I know uh, Pac-12 football at least got off to a little rough start in their season opener last week with two of the games not being able to be played yeah yeah and hopefully everyone stays healthy and uh doesn't get covid right before (laughs) yeah really unfortunate but yeah two weeks until uh you know the zags open against kansas i know craziness in the kennel is today actually today yeah yeah it might be right now no Mm -hmm. i know it's in about 40 minutes (laughs) yep 8 p.m we can't watch it right now i think it's only a local it's on root sports root sports yeah i mean i don't know why we're telling anyone this because everyone's gonna be listening to this after it happens exactly so maybe we'll get some good (laughs) feedback on what they actually did at craziness in the kennel but Mm -hmm. uh in terms of you know gonzaga's season they finally got it all uh charted out and now all they have to do is uh play the games also wanted to give a shout-out to Corey Kispert. He was named the preseason All-American by the Associated Press uh, yesterday on Wednesday. Um, he's the first Gonzaga preseason first-team All-American since Kyle Wiltshire, um, right before the 2015-2016 season. Uh, Corey Kispert is coming off a season where he averaged 13.9 points and four rebounds, and he uh, shot from 44. He shot 44% from deep. So that's also exciting. He also 
um, is on the Julius Irving watch list and named as for the nation's top small forward. And he was a finalist for this award also last year. And he was also named preseason All-WCC and is one of the favorites to win uh, Conference Player of the Year as well. So he is That's something to look out for. Lots of awards coming his way potentially um, this season, which is very exciting. He's one of uh, the few players that's a senior this year that's been here for um, all four years. Not like Loyalty, a transfer or something. Respect that. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. But I just can't wait for basketball finally. It's going to be so nice. Yeah. And also, uh, we're, this is the first time we're preseason number one. Oh, yes. So that is also something to celebrate. It's huge. So, you know, all every. And so. This is the first time this is that we're projected to be the best team. Like we've always had really good teams. Like I'd say for at least the last seven years since we pretty much got into college, Mary. Before that, even too. Yeah, before before that. But I remember when we were number one for the first time. Freshman year, that was, yeah. That, yeah, freshman year. That was a big deal. And now we're number one to start the season. So once again, shout out to recruiters <laughs> that go find these people. Oh yeah. And, Unfortunately, uh, right now they probably can't. Like when we were number one in the nation. Uh, freshman year, we they did like a gigantic uh, one in the middle right, of I that. In, right in front of Crosby, and there was a bunch of cupcakes. Unfortunately, can't probably do that right now because of COVID. But yep, hopefully, so they're doing something special to celebrate um, good, you know, ranking at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. So I hope everyone has a good rest of your week, and you know, stay safe. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.